Good afternoon. It's Brian Garrity, and we're here back on Big Daddy Live every Mondays at 1 o'clock Pacific Standard Time. And our Facebook page is Big Daddy Radio, so I've had a lot of people reach out and ask me why are we in a live format, yet it's a radio format. It's not the Big Daddy Radio we had done, oh, like seven or eight years ago, and it was a very successful run, and we were done with that. And we were given this opportunity by my mentor and visionary and dear friend, Derek Evans, who runs Smarter San Diego, to come and do this. So we're going to change it to Big Daddy Live, but I, it's one of those things I don't like change. I don't like change. I don't like change. But change is inevitable in life. I understand that. But the dinosaur in me does not like change, I'm telling you. So. I hope everybody had a fantastic weekend. I know that today's show is going to be very special. We have very special guests and I'm excited and we're gonna keep having very special guests. We have a real housewife that will be percolating up from the OC here. Get that all confirmed. So if you listen to the radio show, you know that wonderful, wonderful TV, like Real Housewife chain, is something that drives me. Just kidding. It's something I can check out on though and not have to worry about doing some deep dive and getting all deep and thinking about it. You know what I mean? Why don't we do this? Let's today go to our beautiful, this is what I'm excited about. Let me tell you guys, and I want you to all think about this when you're watching the show or, and being engaging in here. I love you guys to death. I swear to God, even when you're watching the show after we film live, which a lot of you do, but post and comment in there. I love all your texts. I love all your emails. I love all your phone calls. It makes me feel very warm and fuzzy inside. It does, I promise. But for traction of the show and really getting stuff out there, we're getting up to like 3,500 to 4,000 views, but then the comments and the likes, like go in there, deep dive, deep dive, dive for us people. And we will engage with you. I just have to have my glasses on so that I can see it. You know, another thing about being a dinosaur, although I'm trying to remember when I first had to get glasses. <laughs> So, today, speaking of special people, and I, I want to talk about something really quick before I introduce this beautiful, beautiful person that I just adore. I really do. Things happen in life. We all know this. We'll be talking about a lot of things that happen in life as the show goes on. But what I find to be really fascinating, and I, and I mean this too, are the little events or things or decisions that you make in life where you end up your whole world changes or certain people come into your life just based on like a split split second decision split second that's it or an encounter i find that to be super fascinating when you think about the trajectory of your life and how people have come into your life and obviously some people go out thank god some people go out because it makes room for all the wonderful people like somebody that i just adore and love that is sitting right here but you can't see her yet I love the heck out of her. And she came into my life through a very dear friend of mine, who I love to pieces, Robert Chance, broker of record over Keller Williams San Diego Metro, which is where I was tethered. And that is my family. And I love every single person there with all my being. And that is really true. Keller Williams is a beautiful, beautiful place. I am now with Keller Williams San Diego Signature which is just the luxury boutique office. We're in Mission Valley, and I don't mean just that, we just opened, and it's really exciting. But it was hard to leave all my buddies at the Metro office. So Bob in particular one day was like, I've got somebody, I know you guys are gonna have a great connection. You're gonna love her to death. 
And I'm like, okay, because I trust him for the most part. Notice, for the most part. I do, though. And he was absolutely right. Now this is my buddy. Welcome, attorney, broker, the beautiful Rachel Lamar. We got to get all our soundtracks up so we have all that stuff. Thank you for being here with me today. Thank you for having me. Of course. Now tell everybody your company. We're going to talk more about some deep dives. I have my own company, Lamar Real Estate, uh, based in Carlsbad. Uh, I've been doing that on my own for, I think, almost 10 years now. I've been in the business for 17. And we're still sitting here. And, and we haven't we there. haven't gone insane. No. The, and we'll talk a lot Sometimes about that. Sometimes I wonder though. I, uh, are you kidding me? <laughs> like we both walk in on our phone like. <laughs> Sometimes a little white jacket sounds really nice. <laughs> and a Just so long room. as it's shut real tight. <laughs> Take me a little white jacket and whatever they give you to calm me down. Yes. Um, seventeen years. So you're also you're also a juris doctor and an attorney. Yeah. When did you go to law school? Oh my gosh, like a long time ago. Yeah, it's okay. Uh, I went to law school in 1990, graduated in 93. Yeah, Whittier Law School. Yeah. I mean, it's, doesn't that just not seem like that long ago? Yet it does seem like a long time ago. Yet it is a long time ago. Yeah. All right. It's crazy. So it's not just me. It's crazy. And you're also, like with me in the real estate profession, Mm -hmm. we basically have about the same amount of tenure in uh, law and real estate. Okay. Um, The, it's a fascinating thing <laughs> and in all the wonderful ways and then sometimes in all the challenging ways. Yes. Um, yes. And you, when I met you, first we talked on the phone, we worked on some stuff together. Right. And then we met in person. You were very wonderful. Had me get the plant paradox. She's on me. She's on me. <laughs> She's like, we're going to fix you up. So, but what I appreciate about that is, you know, when you do have that connection with somebody, mm-hmm. you just don't know why or how. I don't even think about the why, but like, it's just how it's almost meant to be. Right. Don't, it's not interesting. Do you know what I'm saying about Definitely. in life? How just like that one second yep. decision or that one second, yes. like, okay, I'll call her or yes, mm-hmm. let's introduce or whatever, how mm-hmm. it can change everything in your world. Definitely. I find it fascinating. Yeah. If I start to dig down really deep on it, <laughs> but it is deep. And it, it is. Right choices bring right things. Mm-hmm. And sometimes you don't even know maybe the gravity or the power of some of the choices you make. True. And how people come into your life. True. But we were immediate connection. Now and sometimes, and sometimes you feel that. You meet someone and just even in the first few minutes, you just feel, it, Yeah. I've known this person all my life. This person is has the same you know philosophies or the same ethics or the same whatever it is as me and I love that. It's, it's always so great to connect like that yeah it. and <laughs> we have ryan alvey here Yay. also a licensed <laughs> agent he's also my assistant on my team at garrity group keller williams and he's sitting in with us it would kind of be like you know conan had the guy i can't remember his name. <laughs> do you got carrie do you remember what his name was andy richter I get a bonus recall for that, folks. <laughs> um, and Ryan's with us. Let's check in and see who's in as we dig deeper with Rachel and all this great stuff. Oh, my beautiful queen of the Northwest. How much do I love you, Shani? She's a, I cannot wait to see you in two weeks. We'll be at uh, an event for Keller Williams. It happens every August. It's called Mega Camp. All the agents converge on Austin. Poor people of Austin. Did you see she <laughs> no. time blocks every week? What's for that? the show, she time blocks. I know, that's why I love it. makes her She's Monday. She's my kind of gal. <laughs> makes her Monday. She's my kind of gal. I love it. And we have somebody who is participating with us on the radio. She was a great panelist. We'll have her back on the show. 
she'll definitely tell you what she's thinking. And that's one thing that I love to pieces. I know I cannot wait either. It's going to be a hug fest, Shay. Is the beautiful Michelle Montiel. And we got to get Michelle on here too. She's a hoot. You'd have fun with it. Aww. And we want to say hi to Allison. Allison is so good for us. She's always there supporting us. Thank you, Allison. All right, Mama. Let's talk about. I do want to, before we dig too deep on real estate or any of the other, really, with the real estate stuff, we'll talk about it. But we talk about everything here. Yeah, that's great. Um, I was watching a episode of some talk show to get my inspiration. Oh, it was the talk. It's called the talk. Okay. Bunch of gals in uh, Hollywood, mm-hmm. you know, sitting around on a weekday. Yep. Cashing their checks, <laughs> having some fun. Can I get one of those gigs all day? I was watching it and they were talking about, and I never had thought about this, and this is disgusting. So if you guys have seen it, it is so nasty. You know how you have those like ring systems now at the front door where oh, yeah. like record the people or let them in or any of that? So there was a couple in Omaha, Nebraska that had ordered like Friday night dinner. This is so foul. So the guy delivered, the delivery driver delivered it to the house. They had the ring system on and the dude literally, it shows the guy opening their cup spitting in it, <gasps> closing it, and then what? handing the food to the consumer to the consumer. I was like, Oh my Rawr! God. That's disgusting. Then I was like, did anyone ever do that to food they brought to this house? Right. I I hope I would never find I'm such a germaphobe anyway. That mm-hmm. so freaks me out when I saw it. I was like and I think one of the other ones was like, Oh, did you see the one where the guy dipped his balls in the salsa or something? I was like what That's about the girl who, just gross. a couple of weeks ago, a young woman who went in the store and ate some of the ice cream? She ate, she opened ice cream and then she ate from it and she videoed <laughs> herself back. live, like on Twitter. Or what is wrong with and people? And then she put it back and they arrested her. Oh, they did? Oh, yeah. well, it's theft. Yeah. It's theft. Well, it's, 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 it's not only theft, but she's endangering the yeah, lives health of safety, yeah. the health and safety code violations. That's so. Just- Gusty, yeah, mama. and but people are so stupid because they, you know, they're on camera. They, they, I, the, especially the ones who intentionally film right, themselves right, doing right. something. Well, that's epically stupid. <laughs> that's how, epically stupid. How stupid can you I be? I mean, social media has really changed the landscape. <laughs> yeah, folks. definitely. You can ask Ariana Grande, who had her little fingers in donuts oh, yes. uh, several yes. years ago. That way, but I guess we could blame that on just being stupid. I'm not sure. I actually like her. I didn't, but like, she does have a really great voice. But like. Girl, keep your finger out of the donuts. That's nasty. <laughs> I don't care how famous you are, how much money you have. I don't care if you use hand sanitizers on those fingers. I don't know where those fingers have been. Do not <laughs> put them in my donut. Well, you don't know where she had those fingers prior to putting them in the donut. Right. Or the dude. Do you guys know that story? I'm not making that up. I, we, you guys go look it up online. Since we're on the internet, I don't have to worry about it. But the guy was like balls deep in salsa. I'm not kidding you. It's disgusting. It showed that? Well, I wasn't looking for that. <laughs> that was like, something they were talking they about. I think that would actually make me hurl. Literally, oh, that is so nice. nasty. Um, who would do that? What is wrong up here, though? Especially like you're saying, the ones that film it. Yeah. Well, they want attention, but they're not thinking they it through. Not the way they're Let's see, it. if I get attention, I could get arrested. I'm violent. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Well, just so stupid. <laughs> I don't know what young the molecules think. It's I think like, they're doing it to be famous, like to try to get yeah. Facebook famous yeah. or YouTube famous or to do something outrageous. Notorious famous. It's infamous. So if you're going to go do that, something that's stupid, and then no one's going to like you anyway because <laughs> you're no. doing something. So can you do it? Yeah, look, that's look, true. So the people, look, look, you guys have to get this. 
Keep your fingers out of people's donuts. Keep your personal things down there, out of salsa or whatever it is. And I swear to you, if anyone ever delivered to my house and spit in my drink, my dog would get you. I wouldn't be able to get him very well. But Wes will get you, watch out. You don't think that that's epically just, dis- for whatever reason, I had a visceral reaction when I was watching. I was like, Bleh! No, it's disturbing. And it was disturbing. Balls yeah. deep in salsa. That should have been the title of the show today. Anyways, not to, <laughs> not, not to offend anybody. Not to offend anybody. Then, uh, I don't know. Maybe I'm just being a germaphobe. Let's check in again with who's on here with us. Oh, Mary. See, if I look over here, I can read it. These days, any attention is better than not. Mary and I, we share a lot of the same philosophies. And you That's would love great. Mary. She's amazing. <laughs> She's no-nonsense kind of gal. Yeah. And I love that. We're all no nonsense, but we like to have a good time, and so does Mary. But they do, they, it's an attention factor, too. Mm-hmm. I didn't think about that, especially with all of like the filming, oh, the yeah. photos. It's like, you want to get down and get naked and have people take photos of you, like Madonna did in the 70s and they'll resurface? Mm-hmm. Well, that was based on fame. Nowadays, right. it's like, say, like almost being infamous or whatever. Right, right. And when you're 19 and you think you're looking fabulous, and you probably are looking fabulous at 19, <laughs> or God, I would hope so, because it doesn't get any easier. <laughs> but remember, those photos don't go away. Those photos don't go It's on there. Like, if somebody wanted to, let's say you did hit the jackpot of fate, or you did hit the jackpot of any kind, like, that could follow you around forever. Yeah. Think about your parents before you... God, I know I'm old when I say that. You don't think about your parents. But you should. I would never do that to anyone in my family. Look, I've made some epically stupid decisions in my life. Really, 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 really bad ones. But they weren't filmed. And they're not recorded. So, like, yes, the legacy may be there or some people's memories of it. But, like, no. I, I, no. No, no, no. Epically stupid stuff. But thank God. No. Nowadays, with people in their video recorders, what do you think about all that, though? I, I'm curious. Because like, your mom, right? Yeah. What do you think about kids? We've talked about this on the show previously. Mm-hmm. We talk about it on the radio a lot. But kids having cell phones and the kind of information they have access to nowadays. I know it's a double-edged sword, but talk about it it real quick. It is a double-edged sword as a mother. I mean, my kids are adults, but um, I think, you know, at the time that my kids got their cell phones, um, everybody had them. Uh And, you know, the good good thing is I I think about when I was a kid and how my parents, I'd go out, they didn't know where I was. They couldn't reach me. They couldn't get me a message. You know, it was like you had to pick up a landline and like, I'm gonna be at this house. house. Yeah, 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 so I think in that respect, it's it's really nice. Plus like some parents can, you can track your kids or, you know, just know where they are, which is great. Um, But the other thing too is that Everyone has them, which is what my daughter told me at 11. Right. Mom, everybody has them. So, you know, it, it's, it is. It's a double-edged sword. Do you or, do, or don't you? It's like I think from the parental role, I'd be like, well, I want to know where you are and make sure you're not right. pulling any shenanigans. Look, everybody's going to be young at some point. Mm-hmm. It's just a matter of, like, right. what kind of shenanigans do you pull or, or yeah. what the level is. Can you believe she has adult children? I almost fell off my chair. Just trust me. <laughs> we won't reveal ages here, but just know, like, she's a, a beautiful one. You, so you, you would never in a million years guess it. I promise. The, um, I, I don't know. There's something weird with the liberty of having the phone, yet having access to what they have access to. Right. Yet as a parent, like, being able to find wherever they're at. Like, I have one of those on Wes, so when I want to go find Wes, I'm like, where's Wes? But, like, it'd be nice if I had a kid. I want to know where the heck they were, too. Yeah. Actually, yeah. at the end of the day. Yeah. 
But then, like when we were kids, like come in when the street lights, or when the lights, was it the street lights come on? The sun, oh my God. Went, the sun yeah. went down and the street lights came on. But we could be out. Right. And we could play. Were we, when you grew up, Ryan, were you, were you, did you ever hear that saying? No, well, I was in, the same way. Like, I didn't get a cell phone until I was 18. So, mm-hmm. I mean, I, regardless of age, it's like I remember that. Like, I remember having to call someone and the street lights like before the streetlights came on, even though you've been to my house, we have no streetlights. Yeah. Like <laughs> I'm from the backwoods, right, right. Kentucky, but that's so like that's a saying that I'm re- like relatable down. to. Yeah, you have to come home. yeah. It is yeah. kind of crazy though. At the end of the yeah. day, I don't know. But it, is I mean I think like the other complete the opposite side of the coin is just the fact that you are giving them access to the world. But I mean if you don't, if you, especially with social media, which obviously causes can cause a lot of problems, and there's a lot of bullying, and there's a yeah, lot of yeah, that's right. But um, and I'm a big advocate for anti-bullying. No, me but too. Um, but you know. I, I don't know which is worse, to not give it to them and then they're going to use their friends and they're still going to be subject to all this or do you give it to them and I, I don't know. It's I, it, a hard no decision. Right answer. Yeah. I, knowing me, the kind of parent I would be like, wee, there you go, wee, you can have an unlimited plan, wee, until they do something epically stupid, then you want to enroll it. I don't know. It's a, yeah. it's a, it's a it's tough hard. call. It is. But I would want my kid to have a phone from a safety standpoint. Yeah. I, I think the world's gotten so crazy anymore mm-hmm. that... You know, you just don't know. Yeah. Let's check in with some of our people today. Mary Sullivan, we like, Ryan, I'm going to count on you to read some of these. Oh I, or if you guys can sure. see them, or if you can't help I me. I can't see them. Okay, so another <laughs> factor of being I a dinosaur. I barely see them. Mary, oh I God. swear to you. Wait, shit, or, shit. Me? Thank you. Me? Yeah. Yeah. Carrie. Uh, Mary says these days, any attention is better than no attention. So we're caught up. We yeah. talked about that one. There's another one for Mary. Um, Mary, yay, I finally get to see you. I know. We're going to lunch on Wednesday. Totally. Shay said she licked the ice cream and put it back. <laughs> you are naughty. She's naughty. But now, speaking of safety, like when you all were talking about that, it brought up, I don't know if you saw the, in Gilroy, there was a oh, shooting. Yesterday. Yeah. yeah. yeah and a child was killed. Yeah. Yeah. That's there were horrible. three people injured. Yeah. At a garlic fest. So, I mean, that's kind of, you talking about safety and stuff. It's. Yeah, I mean, just, there's it's no terrible. safety anymore. No. You can't go, you can't even be safe in your own house, really. I mean, I the my nieces are are teachers and the fact that like the first day of school or first week of school that they're not doing an earthquake drill Mm -hmm. they're doing what happens if a shooter comes yeah they have to have a they have to know the escape route and what what would be the protocol but that made me want to cry and i'm serious that breaks my heart like can you imagine being that young Mm -hmm. going to school every day and it starts off in that realm like you're going to start off as a youngster never feeling safe. I think having yeah. some understanding of caution right. or even big caution right. is okay. But like, you're, we're setting these kids up to just walk out into the world and already be fearful. That, that, okay. and, right, and unfortunately, we have no choice because there's so many crazies out there that have guns that are doing ridiculous mm-hmm. assault rifles. Okay, yeah. assault rifles. Please do not start pelting me about the Second Amendment, Amendment and guns. <laughs> I will pelt you right back, though. Look, you want to have a gun? Have a gun. Put it in a mm-hmm. safe. Lock it up. Use it for the right reasons. I don't care. Mm-hmm. Guns, nobody needs an AK-47. doesn't make any sense to me. What do you think? <laughs> you really want to get into this conversation? Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. We'll get pelted on. Are you kidding? All the Second uh, Amendment crazies. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. I mean, I think the, the very sad thing, I mean, I have a lot of opinions about it, but the very sad thing to me is kind of like what you said that um, these, you know, small children are going to school and they're learning how to 
what to do if there's an active shooter. And so I feel crazy. like, A, we're taking away their innocence. At, even before it, it should come, you know, it's taken away naturally. But also, um, it, it's almost like when you, uh, oh, I completely lost my train of thought. But anyway, yeah, it, it's scary. I mean, I, it definitely is scary. And and I think, you know, to, to, to instill this fear into people at such a young age, and so many people say at, at the, the, the Garlic Fest, I read the article yeah. this morning, and people <laughs> are saying, I'm, I'm not going to go out anymore. And it's kind of like with terrorism. If you yeah. if you sit home and you don't, you you let those people win. win. But yeah. but it, it can happen anywhere. Yeah. And it's, no, you know, I mean... <laughs> I mean, like 9-11 to this day, mm. like I know exactly where I was. I remember yeah. watching that yeah. TV screen yeah. and being like, me too. Is this real? I mean, I literally like it took me a second. I was getting ready for work. I was getting ready to put my tie on. I was like watching the news. I was like, is that a movie? Yeah. Like, in my head. I mean, I wasn't listening to the sound. Right. And then I saw it. I was like, I was there, doing was the no, same thing. there was no work that day. I yeah. just sat there. I was just compelled. And Honestly, because I really do. I've, I've always been a lover. I've always wanted people to get along well as much as possible. There's some mm -hmm. people that are just impossible to get along with. Mm -hmm. But at the end of the day, it, it, it was resonating. I, of course, just think of how many lives, how many families, how many people were just decimated mm -hmm. by that. And how many people were affected by it in this country, even as it crawled out. Right. Like what you're saying, like you can't let the terrorists win mm -hmm. at the end of the day. Mm -hmm. Um, Second Amendment, going back to that super quick, when, look, when I, if I get pelted on about assault rifles, I will assure you mm -hmm. that when our forefathers drafted our Constitution, they had muskets. <laughs> they didn't have uh, firearms that were capable of firing 100 rounds at one time. You had to reload the musket. You, uh, you couldn't do the kind of damage. Process. Yeah, a very slow process. So, yes, there's a right to bear arms. And, and, and I'm not saying don't have a gun, although for me, I find them a little terrifying, but then <laughs> I'm such a spaz anyway, I don't think you should have a gun near me to begin with. Or if I get really cranky, I'm joking. I, I really am joking about it. It's it's It makes me feel like a little bit, I don't have a problem with it. I really mm -hmm. don't. Yeah. Um, see, now I'm like, but I'm not being true about it all the way. I, I don't, at the end of the day, like lock it up. But then what is it for exactly? I think I always go back to that. <laughs> then the door that will open on me that's gonna be an issue is like, we use it for hunting. <laughs> God, I would get pelted on on this show all across the board. Or like that dude, I'll tell you the kind of hunting, like the people that go to Africa and like kill the lion or kill this. Boy, do you remember the story about that dentist that went over, it was on a reserve and mm -hmm. killed that beautiful lion? Yeah. And I'm so glad he got ran out of town. That's yeah. what he gets for being a despicable human being. Yeah. If we pulled that radio show, Carrie, oh boy, I was <laughs> I was on fire mm. for an hour, like bam, 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 because I think it's horrible. I think that was horrible. There's a reason that they, mm. that that lion was put away in a sanctuary. Yeah. Look, they're there minding their own business in nature. That is not part of the ecosystem. Some dumbass dentist from Michigan rolling into Africa and just killing for sport or killing for bounty. It's like, I got a bounty for you, dude. Let's throw you in the clank for about a year and then see how you like it. Do you think yeah. that's too harsh of me? No. <laughs> okay, good. No, 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 no. And then people like, hey, you know how much you have and you don't like no. that, and you're a snowflake. It's like, shit, if you think that, you don't know me. Oops. I, just well, last week, there was a, just last week, there was a, um, some children of a famous person <laughs> we'll leave it at that. Online holding this beautiful, I think it was a cheetah or a leopard, and just these huge grins on their faces that they had just killed on safari. And 
Yeah. Who, it, a famous person? Who is the president's son? Oh, oh, oh I was oh. going to be like, I yeah. didn't say that. Oh. Is <laughs> that famous or infamous? <laughs> I, 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 okay, yeah. <laughs> I guess you can do it. You know, you it, to me, it doesn't matter who it is. Like you said, if it's a dentist or it's the president's son or it's somebody else, it's just the fact that, like, I, I completely agree with you 100%. If you, if it's necessary, I guess, I don't know. But then again, I'm a vegetarian, so I don't think it's necessary. But if it's necessary <laughs> to kill for survival, that's one thing. But yeah. to, can to, you eat a cheetah? To, <laughs> I mean, can you eat a cheetah? Is that <laughs> but, even a thing? But to kill for, to kill for pleasure. Yeah, what just pleasure? Yeah, yeah, I don't, I, I agree. And then people get the wrong idea. It's like, you, yeah. we talk about not judging people. It's like, so as the show is finding its way and getting its traction back, like, don't, don't assume, or they'll assume a certain mm. thing politically or otherwise. It's like, no, no, no. I think there's way more than just being a Republican, a Democrat, yeah. or a Trumpian. I don't, I don't even know if I consider that a Republican. Um, but I know if I go on the radio, like I'll go on the radio show, I went on the conservative <laughs> radio show with Derek Carey on Friday. It's like, I can't win. What were we, oh, we're talking about the Mueller report, which we should talk about a bit today. Oh. I, well, nothing got accomplished. It was That was the the Democrats. <laughs> that was <laughs> epically bad. I know you want it on the record. It's been the biggest smoking gun from, mm-hmm. I, before that, not like I'm some road scholar when it comes to that, but at the end of the day, I was like, that thing's a smoking gun. Nothing's mm-hmm. going to come of it. And then it came out and nothing came of it. You, hey, you can do, you didn't know you could be the president of the United States be guilty of collusion, allegedly guilty of collusion, and get away with it. All right, Carrie, let's jump in on some more questions. I want to miss anybody. Mary says, you can get phones that don't have access to social media. That's a good thing. And what has happened in our society that people feel the need to kill others? Such a different world than the world oh. I grew up in. So sad. So Mary is like us. I mean, in terms of age and all, I, it, it, it's yeah. not our, and of course, no anyone that's a little bit up there, mm-hmm. like forty, is going to have a different perspective about their children or the kids. But at the end of the day, like Mary said, it's not the kind of America we grew up in, and it's actually way more of a terrifying America, in my opinion. Of course, now I'm not patriotic because I said that or something like. No, there's way too much murder, way too much terrorism, yeah. way too much unrest in general. But a lot of people, I've had this conversation with so many people, and some people argue that, oh, no, it's just, just as bad as it was. It's just that we have media, and we have instant news, and we have access to all these things, and we can film ourselves doing things. And so I don't know if I believe that or not, but, I mean, just as a mom, I, I yeah, I mean, I think my kids growing up was completely different than how I had it growing up. And then now, especially the youngest. And now it's even worse. Well, don't they have metal detectors at school now? I don't remember some, metal detectors at school. Like, no. I don't remember being scared. I don't remember gun shooting. No, no but that's how childhood should be. I, I well, like, and I'm not being like some 1950s Puritan, but like, that's how childhood should oh, be. Yeah. You should be able to go to school and start to find yourself and learn about others and not be worried yeah. about, is somebody gonna come yeah. and kill all my friends and my teachers? And myself, or whatever. School should be a safe place. Safe place. It was for me. It was for, oh, me. It was yeah, it was for me too. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I'm born in the '80s, yeah. so I mean, I don't know. We need to. Do, and I agree with Mary. It's like I don't understand where anybody thinks they have the right to kill or harm. I don't care if you have the most egregiously different views on the planet. Mm-hmm. Killing somebody is not an answer. That's for darn sure, and it's not reversible. And you damage untold numbers yeah. of families and family members look you've just ripped somebody out of their family yeah. and 
you have no idea how that's going to ripple out and devastate. Right. See, to me, it's it's all the murder part's horrible. My cousin was murdered by a homeless person mm-hmm. um, in L.A. Where she worked at tanning salon. I'll tell the story about it. It was super tragic, super tragic. Sweetest, sweetest, sweetest. I can't start talking about it. But I also saw what it did to the parent, mm-hmm. her parents, my cousins, right. um, and just our family in general. But like her mom never recovered. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's still alive, but her mom never recovered. Could still go to the cemetery all day and stay at the cemetery all day. It's a little bit of the Catholic thing, but honestly, though, it, it, mm-hmm. it's it's horrible. So, but you're forgetting also too the fact that a lot of the people who commit these crimes are mentally unstable and have well, some kind of a mental illness. And so, I think a good start would be let's look at the mental health system because the mental health system has changed drastically. My dad was a clinical psychologist for his whole life and um, it's just really sad some of the things that were you know, some of the changes that were made, he even here in California back in the 70s, that really put a lot of the people out onto the street yeah. and create, created this huge homeless problem. So a lot of the, the homeless people out there, or a large majority of them, have some kind of mental illness. Oh, yeah. And they don't have access to medication or whatever, you know, health, you know, counseling and things that they need. So I think that that is a big part of the the problem. If we're, if we're giving, if people like that can get weapons and they just have a crappy day and think, Oh my God, my day is horrible. And they go out and they have a gun. Some, I know. Someone and, might get hurt. Kind of, how well, do we? How do we fix that? We need to fix that. So in the situation, my cousin, the Ronald Reagan had, which, again, take the politics out of it. Ronald Reagan had signed closing all those institutions, people mm-hmm. that were being held, mm-hmm. like the criminally insane. This dude was one of them. He got out of an institution in Louisiana when they released a bunch of them. Made his way to Texas, bought an assault rifle in Texas, made his way to a very affluent community in Glendale. Um, she worked at a tanning salon. She was the sweetest gal. She'd always come in and be. Mm. And the shopkeepers in that mall, too, kept calling Burbank police and saying, like, look, we've got a vagrant, blah, blah, blah. Nope, if he's not doing anything, there's nothing we can do. Well, he was loitering, but I guess they were too busy in Burbank to roll over at Glendale. And yeah. She would give him money or would bring him food because she was that kind of gal. She was very compassionate and felt bad. And it was just one night she didn't have anything with her. The store was closed, the shop was closing. And he got out an assault rifle and shot her 22 times. And nothing has been the same since. And that was back in 1990. And it still has the same impact on everybody. It's really hard to uh, just, it's, it's really hard to understand. And seeing that at such a um, young age, you know, I remember I was had come from San Diego to my parents' house in Orange County. I was working at a firm in Beverly Hills that had an office down here, too. And I was going up there the day for depots, and the phone rang at, like, 6 in the morning. I was in the shower, and just in my head, like, obviously have had no idea of the gravity of what had happened. But it's those phone calls at those hours that are, like... You just know something's not good. Hmm. I mean, who's calling at six in the morning to give you good news? For the, hmm. Unless somebody had a baby. I mean, at the end of the day, like those early morning or middle of the night calls are, are usually yeah. problematic. Yeah. So I, I just the whole thing with guns at the end of the day, if people could be responsible, which problem is once they're out there in commerce, once they're out there in traction, anything can happen. You can't. It's hard to police everybody. Right. And it just takes one or two bad eggs to get a gun in their hands to go shoot 50 second graders or third. I mean, I just don't get that. I don't get that. I just, I don't get that. Anyway, and you as a parent, it's unimaginable, correct? 
Oh, yeah. All right. So enough of that heavy stuff. That was heavy, but it is. But it is true. I don't really know what the answer is. Yeah. Responsible ownership. I don't know. But at the end of the day. All right. That was a very happy note. <laughs> Let's try to change the on a dime and go to our beautiful Carrie. Has anyone popped in that I'm missing? Uh, I've got to get stronger Mary glasses. Carrie says mental illness is not dealt with well in this country. No. That's no. true. It's like mental illness is automatically a stigma. I mean, I want kids to be able to know you can talk about it. And adults. Yeah. And adults. And I'm guilty of the same. I'm, I'm guilty of maybe feeling like there's a stigma attached. Well, it's like swept under the rug. It's like, don't ignore it. I mean, I feel like everyone ignores it for the most part. Yeah. Or has a judgment around it. Yeah. It's a weird thing. Yeah. Um, and there really should be no judgment. Your mental health is just the same or as important as your physical health. Right. What do you think? I, I agree. I mean, I, I think there's so many people out there that need help. And, you know, by by not giving them the proper treatment, um, and I know, you know, like the state of California doesn't want to do that because back in the 70s, Governor then-Governor George Dukmajian oh, closed yeah, down a him, ton yeah. of mental institute, you know, hospitals that were helping, you know, whether yeah. it was an inpatient or someone they found on the street. And um, it's just, it's it's really sad because the homeless population started growing and growing, and it's, it's so overwhelming now in some areas. And so many of those people, I mean, there's been reports on the homeless here in San Diego, and oh, there are crazy. a lot of homeless people who have mental illnesses. Well, yeah. you know, we're worried about people getting shot or hurt, and you know, we need to look at where the root of the problem is. This is one of the roots of the problem, is these people need to get help. A lot of them need to be on medication. Yeah, Some of them need to be in facilities yeah. getting treatment. So I think we definitely need to, we need to put a focus on that. We gotta do a better job of taking care of our people. Yeah. You know, we really do. Just our citizens in general. So, and I, I know that that's the big premise of what's happening, but I, I don't know. I, I think that taking care of, we're so worried about everyone else everywhere else. Mm -hmm. And so again, when you start talking about politics, like you just never know what someone's gonna think. Like we've got to tighten up and be able to take care of our own people. Yeah. Let alone every, people that are legally immigrating, uh, immigrating here, that's one thing. The, the droves of people that are illegally immigrating here, that's problematic too. So you've got, we've got to be able to take care of our people before we start taking care of everyone else. Agreed. Very interesting concept. It has been resonating with me very loudly. Not that big picture part, but for me personally, like what we talked about, um, and I posted something about it on Facebook this weekend, but self-care, number yeah. one. Yeah. So the country needs self-care. I, I really believe that. Mm -hmm. Am I off base? Nope. So it's just, it's, just, it's just one of those things. So anyway, on another note, uh, something I was watching too, so Beyonce was on, I don't know, she, they're recording her, like she did some video in the Grand Canyon, of course, you have all the people going crazy, like, oh, she was on ancient soil and they gave her ancient uh, burial grounds or some crap, but they'd given her permission to film part of her video there. And there was this big uproar that like, she was getting special treatment. Was she? Well. <laughs> <laughs> was she? No, I don't know. I really don't know the answer. What do you think? I mean, you're not Beyonce. It's kind of like Madonna, yeah. Beyonce. Yeah. If you can be called by one name and everybody knows who you are, like mm -hmm. that might prop you up a little bit. Yeah. 
I don't. I mean, I don't know if that gives you right to go <laughs> tramping all over uh, Indian burial, burial grounds. Well, but. you can you can you can kind of look at that in many different situations. I mean, look at the criminal justice system oh, and boy. look at the people with money and look what oh. happens to them versus the people who have nothing. So, so you know, if you if you are famous and have money, you can usually get away with a lot of things and get a lot of things that others don't have access to. Which oh, yeah. shouldn't be. That's not fair. No. But, you know, that's the way this country works. Or just like Lori Loughlin, uh, oh, yeah. Felicity, Felicity, Felicity Huffman. Huffman, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, where, well, at least Felicity Huffman would stand up about it. Like, she acknowledged, like, that was wrong. So, for those watching that aren't familiar, um, mm-hmm. well known celebrities, I would say both of them, mm-hmm. basically bought their kids way into high-end Ivy League colleges. Big dollar amounts. Big dollar amounts. And I think Lori Laughlin's gonna go to jail. Like, she's the one that's hanging on fighting it. It's like, if I were you, I'd back down a little bit. I don't know. But I think what Felicity did by coming up and saying, like, that happened, that was an error in judgment on my part. I want my girls to learn from this. Mm-hmm. Like. She basically, that stand up because at the end of the day, she could end up with way bigger problems other than just losing her career. Right. Right? What are your thoughts about this whole thing? I'm curious. You're being quiet about it. Yeah, you're not. I I know I agree, but, um, you know, will she ever see any real jail time? I I doubt it. She's a famous person. So look at what happened to OJ, you know? I mean, (laughs) boy, we can really get this show a pop in. Yeah. She can go write a book that said, if I really did it. (laughs) Yeah. No. Yeah. Yeah, Unfortunately, that's true. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know. Um, I think there's just a big difference between the haves and the have nots and, and who, uh, who gets the, the better treatment. Yeah, and what you have access to, you know, at the mm-hmm. at the end of the day, it, it is that disparity about you think about the people that are really struggling, that have nothing, or families that are going paycheck to paycheck. It's like, how do you close that gap and fix it? I, you know, I don't know the the answer. I know how we do it. Okay, <laughs> tell me. <laughs> how a, long I, do we have? No, I have a feeling no, I know what's coming. It starts with education. And uh, it starts with reforming our education system in this country. And that is, and I'm, this is such a passion of mine, but um, we have a lot of problems with our edu- public, oh, public education. Horrible problems. And um, it's, it's, again, there's a, there's a discrepancy between the, you know, so to speak, classes or, or you yeah. know, people who have more, people who don't. Um, and if you go into schools and you go into schools like in, you know, South Central Los Angeles and you go into school in... Rancho Santa Fe, you know, you're, you're going to see a vast difference Very in, different worlds. In, in how things are taught. And, you know, I think also not only that, that's one part of it, but the other big gigantic part of it is the way schools are taught because most schools, public schools are still taught with the teacher standing up front and lecturing to the kids mm-hmm. and blah, 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 like the Charlie Brown, like, yeah. blah, 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 blah. <laughs> go read chapter two yeah. and answer the questions Lectures. at the end of the chapter. Uh, yeah. Okay. That's not learning anymore because kids get, they get instant, instant yeah. information in a second. They want to look something up. Boom. They have it in seconds. True. So we need to do, we need to combine, a, a friend of mine wrote a great book and it's called New School and it was all about um, really changing education and really combining um, self-study with going out into the, into the world and learning out that way mm-hmm. with, um, you know, all different kinds of, of learning, not just sitting in the classroom and you know, reading this book and answering these questions because kids are kids are inquisitive. And I've been to a, a local private school near me and went, went into a classroom and they teach they teach very differently at small round tables with small groups of kids. Mm-hmm. And the teacher throws out a question, and you see these light bulbs going off, and they start. And it, it's it's more 
Yes, it could be a history class, but they're talking, they're relating it to today. Mm -hmm. And that's how we need to teach. We need to teach in relation to today, not just memorizing facts about the War of 1812, because that's not going to help you when you go into business or law or whatever you go into. You need to be able to, yeah, you need to be able to take these ideas and formulate solutions to current day problems. And that's what needs to happen in in education. And it's not happening. And the the crazy thing to me, like both my kids went through public school system Mm -hmm. and both of them had a lot of really bad teachers. Yeah. Um, yeah, we don't pay them. Bored, <laughs> out, the bored out of their minds. I mean, and that's the other thing, too. Yes. You can have great ones yes. like my nieces who are bringing school supplies to yep. it. Yeah. Doesn't make any sense. No. They don't get paid they enough pay to be doing that, stuff. number one. And they're too smart and too dedicated and yeah. too amazing. Yeah. The bad ones, they stay in there because they're not going to get another job anyway. Right. But they're destroying our society. We've got to do something about this. But the unions won't let the unions won't let those bad ones be fired. No, and that's, that's the problem. That is the problem. Unions. And you've got a lot of, and I hate to generalize, but you have a lot of uh, young, you know, t- yeah. teachers who are coming into the profession who have so much enthusiasm and they're so excited and they want to teach. I mean, let's let those people have a chance and take the, the, the people out who don't care anymore. Yeah, or the burnouts. Yeah. I mean, it's like, look, you're just going to throw a Disney DVD on for these second graders. I'm not kidding you. I had this roommate. Um, <laughs> the dude was like a second grade teacher. I had all these like Disney DVDs mm-hmm. and he would take them like every other day. I'm like, do you show that every day? He's like, no, I just walk in in the morning and put it on. I'm like, but wait, what does that mean? What's like, the point of going and to school? And I just keep it on. <laughs> so he would literally keep that on all day while he was doing his other side business. Or He was an idiot anyway. I think he ended up in jail. I'm joking. <laughs> Probably though. He should have been. He belonged there. Yeah. But we need quality teachers and for Keller Williams, one reason like we talked about why I love it so much and staying there, mm-hmm. the um, part of their, they, there's 150 of us that are like approved trainers for the company, um, 200,000 agents. Well, I was like, oh, I'll do that. Oh, that'll be nothing. <laughs> the advanced workshop to get that designation was not law school rigorous, but kind of like th- their standards absolutely were really? because they wanted. See, I thought I got it, I got it. I teach all the time, no worries. But, but they don't. They want collaborative learning. So it's like, here's what we're talking about. Now go do. Here's what we're talking about. Get in groups and go talk. Come back. But when you do that and you follow a model like that, mm-hmm. people are engaged. Even the adults. At the end of the day, even the adults. I I can see where I can lose somebody where you're lecturing all day. Although I try not to. But look, we're all human. That That's yeah. not always an easy mm-hmm. thing to do, hold a room for eight hours. Mm-hmm. But I think that those models of like collaborative learning, what you're talking about, like in the circle, people being excited, right. there's something about that interaction and it not just being all about the teacher. I think it promotes a different kind of an environment for learning or growing or right. whatever it is, right. whatever it is. Well, we should talk about real estate now. We're going to. We have but, so much fun with that. But before we do that, we're going to talk about how amazing she is. Oh, what? And Carrie, <laughs> let us do this. I want to show you this book that our beautiful Rachel wrote. She did, too. It's called Benny Bear's Dream. Yeah. <laughs> and it's the powerful thing about this that I love. It's a children's book. Rachel's going to tell you about it. But I'm telling you, it's very, very, very well done. Very well done. Would be a great thing to share with kids, whether they're in this circumstance or not, which I'll let you talk about it more because it's your thing. I'll just overtake it. I don't want to do that. (laughs) So tell me what made you write this book. So Benny Bear's Dream is actually, um, I have a lot of children's stories that, um, and I decided to publish this one first, but uh, 
it started out as a, a story I wrote for my kids. Mm -hmm. And um, it's just a really lovely story about a little bear who's looking for his forever home. And I was adopted, so I've always, it's always been kind of a passion of mine, you know, and I spoke on the, um, for the County of San Diego on the health, for the Health and Human Services Department, they have an adoption panel. Mm -hmm. So any, any, any parents who are going, you know, through with adoption through the county, they have to take a certain number of courses. Mm -hmm. So one of the courses was that these these adults who have been adopted or been through the system will come and sit. And there was a panel of three always. And so my story was always the only or only normal story. Um, the other people had all been through foster care system. So uh, okay. this was about probably 10 years ago when I did this. And so I, it really struck me that. I mean, I always knew I was lucky and blessed. I have the most amazing parents. Um, I had a wonderful life, mm -hmm. and I love my parents. They're still here. They, you know, they're fantastic. That's a blessing. That's yeah. a big blessing. Yeah, so, but it really kind of hit me when I did this, that, that I volunteered for this, that there are so many people who didn't have an experience like that. So when I decided to publish this book, I thought, you know, there's a point in the book where Benny, um, Benny, well, I don't want to give it away. <laughs> anyway, um, he finds his he finds his forever home in the end, which I'm yeah. sure people can figure out just from what I said. But uh, I, what I did is I decided to donate a portion of the proceeds to foster care and adoption organizations. So it's a really good thing. The book is for ages three to six, but I have a lot of older kids who love it too. So oh, it's, it's well just, done. It's, it's just really a, well done. Thank you. It's just it was a lot of fun. It was really a work of love, and um, I love the fact that I know I'm not going to get rich off of this or be able to send millions of dollars to these organizations but just hey. if i can raise awareness, awareness. a little bit of awareness and and make someone because everyone knows about foster care but people don't really think about it unless yeah. you're involved with it you don't really think about it and um there are so many foster kids and millions of foster kids in the system and, and lost. um they lost. just they just need love they need a forever family i mean i was very blessed to have my parents and a very loving family whenever i hear situations like that or mm -hmm. see situations like that and being so blessed too i can parents that are able to adopt, that's so powerful. Yeah. Like there's people struggling to have kids, but, and they're going through spending untold thousands of dollars going through IVF or hormone, whatever it is to get pregnant. I understand, although I don't have kids of my own, but I do understand that need, right. I guess, to want to have, but the need to have a kid, why does it have to share your DNA? You can adopt. These kids are lost in the foster system. Yeah. If you're really struggling that hard, and it's it's a prohibitive amount of money for a lot of people to go through this process, even though they'll spend every dime to get pregnant so they can have a baby. Yeah, but I think one of the one of the hard things is a lot of people who are trying to get pregnant and can't. Um, a lot of them, I don't know. Well, so a lot of times when you adopt a foster child, it's not going to be, sometimes won't be a baby. Oh. And so people, you know, some people want to adopt a baby and then other people are worried about, you know, the, 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 the problems they might have to face because a lot of these kids, some of them have been traumatized. Some of them have had, you know, you, you just don't know what, what they've been through. And so it really is, it's not just, it's more than just becoming a parent. You have to be ready to take on things that you might not take not on with adopting a baby so it, it's it's a big commitment but there's people um i know a woman who's adopted i think or fostered 21 kids over her lifetime uh -huh. and you know she says i've given a little part of me to each one of them and it's it's just wonderful it's wonderful to, to hear these stories so. those are the win stories all yeah. right so i'm down. <laughs> I, I, look, at the end of the day if we can help those kids that would be fantastic i can't imagine 
having to grow up and being lost and not knowing if you're going to have a roof over your head yeah. or who's going to be yeah. your custodial parents yeah. of the moment. I mean, or you get in these situations where the people are really horrible. They just want to check from the county. Right. All right. the horror stories. Right. We should shed more positive light on all the success stories. Yeah. But because everybody's just so enthralled with things being sensationalized, what sells? You know, the salaciousness of exactly. stuff. So the success stories may not seem as something that's going to grab people, but at the end of the day, like the success stories is really going to be what touches yeah. people's heart. So can I can I plug this real quick? Yeah, plug it. If I'll you if you if you yeah, where can we get it? if you yeah if you have a kid three to six or grandkid or if you don't you can uh, you can donate it to a school anyway. a school a children's hospital you can drop it off at a church anything it's Benny Bear's Dream and it's available on Amazon and at BarnesandNoble.com and I am going to be on August twenty fourth at the San Diego Union Tribune has a huge book fair um, in San Diego and I'm going to be there so you can come. Where by. is that? Do you know where it's at? It is, is down there? in. Uh, um, I do, but I'm... That's okay. We'll promote it before. Oh, I'll, I'll, yeah. I, I, I'll I, be like, yeah. be sure to go check out our guest, Rachel. <laughs> you can, you can Google it. You'll, you'll find it. Yeah, it's I didn't even know this. San Diego Union there. Tribune book, book fair. Fun. Yeah, so I'm excited. All right. Before, anyway. <laughs> and she's amazing. This book is Aww. beautifully done. And she's, she's amazing. Let's go over some more comments. And then we're going to start talking about real estate. So get ready for us to be like, bong, bong, bong. <laughs> Are we missing Mary? I see Mary's got some good. That if they don't want the help, we have to let them be. That's the problem. The immigration, okay. That's the last one. That's no other new one. I, I had missed. Oh, I think the oh, homeless. Maybe all? it was that a homeless problem. Yeah, we're caught. Comment? That's the only one we haven't got. Was, was that a homeless? That was a homeless. Yeah, that mental illness. The mental illness. Problem. Yeah, that's when that one came up. But uh, if we let them be, then. But I, but sometimes do they know if they need the help? I don't know. I look. I would. It's a hard. It's a hard. It's a very difficult. I might have had a different thought about it. I, I just know I can't even get in my own way with like Parkinson's and treatment and all of that, which I'm not have not ready to do a show about it yet, but I will. I don't have any problem doing a show about it, but <laughs> I don't know. Even though you may know, maybe you don't know. There's one part of Parkinson's, there's one medication that they had put me on that I thought was for the sleep disturbance factor of it, which it is. That, that is the reason. But secondary, it was like for anxiety or depression. Mm. And I'm like, I'm not depressed. I've never been depressed. I'm not taking that anymore. Well, that was a bad idea. So we'll do a deeper dive on that. It's not that dramatic, although, you know, let's let's not get emotional before we talk about real estate. I know how you can put a fire in our belly, though. So Rachel's been in real estate for 17 years. I've been in real estate for 16. Mm -hmm. You started out at Zip. (laughs) I started out at another company, but then I moved to Zip and I, yeah. I was there for a couple of years. I became their top producer in I San Diego. Amazing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. on yourself, Mama. Yeah. That's good. Well, no, I mean it was it was a it was a great concept. They just it was didn't, a great they just concept, didn't run actually. it properly. Yeah, so no, unfortunately, no. they ran it to the ground. But it was a great. They were the first uh, online real estate agency to actually have a platform where they gave yeah. to, you know this platform to the agents and gave leads. And so it was kind of the new beginning. I know. I yeah. I got recruited there right before everything went oh. to pot. See, yeah. you know what I was talking about all oh. those circumstances. The oh. one decision how bob connected us mm-hmm. but i could have been a tip it, there's all kinds of craziness like yeah that. all right so yeah. and then what made you decide to go out on your own well you know i'd been there a while and it, it was time yeah. <laughs> and and things were it was before it started kind of going downhill a little bit so it was it was time it was time to leave uh, i didn't go out on my own right away i i did a couple years later and i don't know why i waited i think i was afraid of just the whole you know 
the tax, the ramifications and incorporating and just all that stuff and just controlling all that when you can just hang your license. It's so easy. And yeah. then once I did it, I said, God, why didn't I do this a long so, time ago? So, yeah. One of those things. Um, what made you get into real estate? Just out of curiosity. I know we've talked about it, but um, sure. Well, I was doing some real estate and like some general civil litigation uh-huh. law. And um, then I took off some time to raise my kids. I took off seven years. Uh, so. Imagine. What a horrible parent. You decided to take I off to raise your kids. Was, I was practicing law and then I, I got pregnant and then I just wasn't happy where I was. And it just turned into this thing where I made the decision. Um, but it was it was great because I got to raise my kids when they were a little bit older. Um, I had one in kindergarten and one in preschool. I thought, I need to do something. I need to, but I didn't want to go back to law at the time because I, I, I wanted it. to see the first everything, the first this and the first smells. I wanted to pick them up from school. So I thought, I'll go into real estate. <laughs> right? A lot of people have that story, but you know, it, it obviously, um, it, real estate's been good to me, so I can't complain. Me too. Right? Can't but complain. it's not what meets the eye, though. If it's being done right, it's not what means. Oh, no. Out. I mean, people think that they can, you know, anytime the market the gets great and yeah. all these people jump in, think I'm going to work on the weekends and make all this money. And it's, um, it's, it's a, especially now, like we talked about everything, yeah. there's no easy transaction. I welcome so, it. Yeah. I actually kind of welcome it. Yeah. The, um, tell me though, Ryan, what made you get into real estate? Uh, I think I told you I was an HGTV junkie, so I'm one of those that were like, "Oh, you show three houses and you make all this money, you work weekends." <laughs> yeah. And then obviously you come to realize that it's it's full time and it's, it's a very, lot of work. There's a lot to it that people don't understand. It's not just throw your sign in the yard, it's which I love. It still, I mean, it's great. It's ex- I mean, I love everything about it, especially yeah. working with such a brilliant person. It's a great honor. Yeah. I have the before we wrap up, but we're going to the the transactions. I kind of welcome them when they're a little tougher. It's just they're exceptionally difficult lately. <laughs> and when I say difficult, more, look, I will manage people's emotions all day. Anyone who thinks that the home selling or buying process doesn't have emotions attached to them, boy, that's wrong. I always tell people that that part's okay, but don't let it cloud judgment. But then that's why they have us too, right? Yeah. What, what do you think? I feel like it's getting tougher. Don't you welcome it a little bit? You get the hanger-ons. I guess it's a, it's a double-edged sword at the end of the day. Yeah. I welcome it in the sense that I think it kind of weeds out some of the people who uh, don't really care or are unethical or no, aren't yes. in it for the right reasons. Um, and just also because, you know, the knowledge that you and I have is we see things from a different perspective. Yeah. So it really helps our clients. Um, yeah. But, you know, it's always, I think, in, until they make it the standards to get into this business tougher, it's always going to be one of those things where people are coming in and out and yeah. constantly moving. The barrier to entry is too low. It is. So, and I, I think I had somebody was trying to take me on about, the barrier to entry to law versus real estate. There is no, com- yeah. it's a vastly different world. You can't just roll and do an online course and go take a real estate exam and get a license right. where you're dealing with people's biggest asset right. or assets at the end of the day, you can tragically decimate somebody's life. That part mm-hmm. I don't understand. So you give it to somebody that's only tethered to a check. Mm-hmm. To me, that's very problematic. If most of them don't know how to practice anyway that are in that arena that we're talking about. Mm-hmm. But the harm, there's been a lot of stuff we've talked about from like school shootings Mm -hmm. to ripping families apart. But bad real estate practitioner can rip apart people's lives. And I've seen it happen. And that that does break my heart. You were around with me in the short sale days and Mm -hmm. all the people that would roll in from very bad, bad lending advice. If you even want to call it advice, it was more like lending greed. Yeah. Am I off base? No. All right. Tell, Tell our audience how they can reach you. 
Oh, uh, lamarrealestate.org, and that's L-A-M-A-R, realestate.org, and 760-310-9466. Tell them one more time, 760-310-9466. You guys, she's amazing. Uh, <laughs> I'm Brian Garrity. I'm with Keller Williams San Diego Signature. We have Ryan Alvey on my group, Garrity Group, Keller Williams San Diego Signature. You can call me at 858-525-3202. I want to tell you guys, we're getting ready to wrap this up. This show is a blessing. I love doing it. We've got a lot of great content that's coming uh, and you guys are just going to love it. So stick with us when you're watching this, like after the live portion, put your comments in the box. The more traction we get that way, it'll just make it bigger and better and bigger and better and bigger and better. So I really, really appreciate everybody and your support of the show. Thank you guys. We love you. We'll see you next Monday here at one o'clock. You've been listening to Big Daddy Live with your host, Brian Garrity, right here at BigDaddyLive.com. Catch our video live broadcast where you too can chime in, participate, and give your comments on Facebook. Be sure to subscribe to Big Daddy Live. You can also find us at your favorite podcast venues, iTunes, Stitcher Radio, Blueberry, Spotify, 